Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever existed. This week, my guest is a dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, I've known her for 10 years or so, uh, maybe, like ele- maybe 11 years, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, been friends for 11 years. Uh, she's a future lawyer, uh, so hire her at some point in the future. Uh, she'll help you get away with murder. And uh, she runs a dope-ass fall Instagram account account uh becca milner becca how's it going <laughs> hey james thanks so much for having me on thank you thank you for being here i'm excited to have you i'm um, really excited too. and uh <laughs> this is this is a very uh fitting t- topic because i think today is the first day of fall or tomorrow is or something yeah tomorrow we did some autumny shit yesterday <laughs> we went apple picking Ooh. um so yeah you know um so before we get into your playlist uh before we get into anything, uh, where can people find you? Um, so I guess if you're interested in the fall account, since that is what we're talking about, it's at uh, Pumpkin Spice 94 on Don't Instagram. say it like you're embarrassed. You know, it's it's themed. You know, I have 11 Instagrams. <laughs> um, it's just funny because I don't normally advertise it. Like, you can't. Uh, tell by looking at the account that it's me. Right. It's, I, there's nothing personal on there. Well, I definitely had a couple of times that, like, I was following it, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> Why? so that's kind of the idea. Like, it's definitely supposed to be an anonymous sort of, like, just um, kind of passion outlet. I could bleep <laughs> out your name if you want. <laughs> <post>. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think I think the cat's out of the bag at this point. <laughs> All right, and do you want to share your regular... In- you don't have to if you don't. Oh, you know, uh, or- yeah, so my regular Instagram account handle is at um, RebeccaMarieX20. Cool. And uh, that's where Twitter, you can find me. Twitter, anything? No. I don't really use Twitter. I'm lame. Cool, dope. And you can find me on Instagram at James P. Crowley and on Twitter at James P. Crowley 68. Uh, give me a follow there and tell your friends about the podcast. I'm going to say that again later, but, <laughs> you know, that's fine. Um, anyway, so before we get into this, play- the theme of the playlist is autumn. But in general, Becca, what type of music do you normally listen to? So I would definitely say I have a mix of song, of uh, music that I usually listen to. Uh, I definitely was raised by parents who were heavy into 60s, 70s stuff. Like my dad was a deadhead. And um, that actually ended up having a lot of influence on my life, even though um, I would not consider myself a deadhead right. <laughs> necessarily. Um, I do listen to a lot of uh, what I guess would be category, categorized as like EDM music. Um, and I definitely have a place in my heart for punk and pop punk, pop punk and uh, alternative music and emo you know, we <laughs> when, when i first met you you were pretty emo oh yeah yeah um, yeah that was uh that was 14. 14 14 was a good year a lot of my chemical romance yeah <laughs> a lot of fallout there, there's some there's some stuff right, once well, we fall get out boys still yeah, relevant yeah. i'm just gonna say they're not really emo that much anymore they're no. really pretty and mainstream. they're also not that good anymore no, but uh, unfortunately not <laughs> you know that's that's fine you Pains know they change say. you know they're they, they want to appeal to 13-year-olds, you know. Well, you know, it's funny that you touched on the word change because actually as, you Least know, it took change. me a long... <laughs> that too. <laughs> but um, when you asked me to come up with a playlist for this, uh, at first I was you like, oh... You changed it a thousand times. I did change it a thousand times because it was much, much harder than I thought it was going to yeah. be. I thought for me I'd be like, oh, you know, that's like my favorite time of year. I really... It makes me really happy. Like I have a lot of things that I use during this time of the year to kind of like get very in season it makes me feel good um but when I was sitting down to look at this playlist and be like okay cool what you know what do I listen to that's like kind of fall uh I found it really hard to pick 
it's it's songs. difficult to pick ten songs, and yeah, it, what ends up happening too with this is I end up like overthinking things a lot. Oh, and absolutely. Like, but and also, also like depending on the guest, I'm like, all right, I want to like seem kind of cool or like you know. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. So like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like, all right, what do I pick that that fits and that's interesting? But yeah. Well, and also the difference between the kind of music that I feel like is really fall music and the kind of music that I listen to now, which I, to be honest, don't really feel like it is. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, we started out saying that the topic of this was going to be fall and autumn, but really I kind of went through and I was like, truly the top, the topic or the theme is really change. Okay, that's fair. I disagree, but <laughs> at least well, for, for mine. But well, you yeah, can take yeah, the literal yeah, yeah, change yeah, yeah, of yeah. the seasons, yeah, and yeah. you can, you know, the changing of the leaves and changing of the temperature and ta- changing of the transi- transition from summer into fall and, um, you know, school vacation and work and stuff. Yeah, um, definitely death. Uh, well, uh, the change of life to death, kind yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest change, the biggest of all. change yeah. but no i i definitely agree with that uh you know i i think that you know as you sit and listen to you know music ch- taste shifts as time goes on you know and well, that's exactly you know it. i think that you know it's one of those things where i I am always scared uh, when, like, I find something that I really like because I've read that, like, your your music taste stagnates at, like, 17 on average. And, yeah. like, that's definitely true for a lot of, like, the, the adults' adults I know where, like, I, I sit with my dad and I'm like, oh, here's a new song. And, like, he's just like, it's not Peter Frampton or, <laughs> you know, so, like... You know, I kind of get that, and like I, I end up realizing if like I like something that sounds too similar to stuff I already like, I'm like, God damn it, this I yes, hate my life. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, even looking at the playlist and you know, having such a hard time picking songs was because there's a lot of stuff on there that I'd originally put, or stuff that I have on there even now, where I was like, I don't listen to this anymore. But at one point, I really right. did, and it was super. And I mean, I think that's sometimes the aspect of making a playlist. You're not always necessarily being like, what stuff I'm in love with right at this moment, yes. you know, um, especially when you're kind of like coming to it. So I, I was going to ask what your approach was, but you kind of went into that a little bit. So <laughs> let's let's hop right into it. Let's hop right into it with your first pick, which uh, has Autumn right in the title. Uh, it's, that's uh, correct. It does. <laughs> Grand Theft Autumn. Where is your boy tonight by Fallout Boy from Take This to Your Grave. Let's listen to that right where now. Where is your boy tonight? I hope he is a gentleman. Maybe he won't find out what I know You were the last good thing about this part of town All right, Becca, tell me a little bit about this. Okay, so, (laughs) (laughs) well... Classic emo. Very classic emo. This was um, this was peak Becca, and like you know what I say, fourteen years old was like really um, uh, where I was at with this. Um, and when you were r- deep in your emo <laughs> phase. <laughs> um, so I would say that I, I picked this song because not only does it obviously have the title and the album is all sort of coming into this time right. of the year, but um, just sort of I have memories attached to it, and they're all okay. from like the. Fall of probably like you know freshman year of high school. Cool. And I, I end up thinking. Have you ever heard the acoustic version of this? Oh yes. 
I think that like so when I was adding this, I was tempted to be like, like, can we do the acoustic version instead? Because like to me, that is quintessential fall anthem. Absolutely, um, we can absolutely. Where, well, have no, we'll, the... we'll do the original. It's the, the one thing you miss with the acoustic version is it doesn't have that intro of the acapella. Where is your? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but uh, it's true. It is such a great. I love Fallout Boy. I'm like. I do too. I don't think I'm ever gonna really be into their music now, like with their new stuff, the way yeah. it was before, and that's a difference between the music that they make and the age, but I think I'll always have a place in my heart Every for now Fall Out Boy. They, they do a little something where I'm like, this is cool, you know, like, uh, what was it? On the new album, they had a song where, like, it's so dumb, but the lyric is, uh, I'll stop wearing black when they make a darker color. And I'm like, <laughs> oh that's that's like a thing I would have said at 14, but, oh, like, yeah. I also kind of love it now. Right. <laughs> because that's that's just where I am. I feel like I would definitely make that, like, a caption on Instagram for oh, something, yeah. like, back in the day. That's, that's going to, I'm going to see Fall Out Boy next summer, and that is going to be my caption on oh. Instagram. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Um, anyway, let's let's move right along. My first pick was a complete opposite. It was Your Time is Gonna Come by Led Zeppelin. Let's listen to that really quickly. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin used to be my first... They were my first favorite band. Really? I, I adore Led Zeppelin. So there's, there's always a soft spot in my heart. Now, I don't know if I'd put them in my top five because I got to be cool <laughs> um, <laughs> and obscure. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, Your Time is Gonna Come. This one is just strictly like a mood sort of thing where like it's got... To me, acoustic guitars and organs are all fall. And this starts with like a big organ intro. And it's got like that kind of like... Uh, country westerny guitar lick that jimmy page plays but then also like that sense of your time is gonna come which like it's a song about getting cheated on you know which yeah. like doesn't but like it just sort of like this big impending doom to hear robert plant go like your time is gonna <laughs> come you know it's yeah. but yeah so did you listen to my playlist i should have Confirmed that. Yes, yes. I did. <laughs> so, uh, some songs are more, I was more familiar yes, with than others. But yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, so yeah, this was was all mood. I don't know. I think fall. There's always a sense of doom around. I definitely think that your playlist de- had an overall um, mood theme to yeah. it. Like that was very <laughs> mood music. Whereas I feel like mine was more of a mixture of mood and uh, like lyrics and memories yeah. and a bunch of really personal stuff that I, I, I don't cut know out a lot across. of things that were like lyrical where I'm like yeah. this is this has to be just because I'm like I want to put cooler stuff in. oh my god absolutely but, I completely understand unfortunately I am um, not cool and <laughs> uh, my playlist reflects that but that's okay well yours is more varied which is, is yeah. much better than mine where I, yeah. a lot of the time I'm like alright I gotta like have like at least one rap song one metal song a pop song and like this one I'm like you know what fuck it I'm gonna just put what I want on it yeah. but uh <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Led Zeppelin, Your Time is Gonna Come. 
I don't know. I don't know. Fall nights, there's always like that creepy, impending sense of doom. Which, like, if you put this song on and like you just hear the chorus or hear that organ, like you kind of get that sense. Yeah. So I definitely feel you. Anyway, let's move right along to your next pick, which is "I Miss You" by Blink One Eighty Two. Let's listen to that really quick. <laughs> I miss you, Blank-182. Where are you? <laughs> uh, uh, talk a little bit about this song. Okay, so this one, actually, I'd probably say is a little bit more of a mood song with the inclusion of some lyrics and certain parts of it where they make the reference to, Sally. right, they make the reference to A Nightmare Before Christmas, which is kind of classically both Halloween and Christmas, but... Um, you could watch it from October 31st to December 20th. That's right, longevity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I definitely think that this one, like I said, was a big mood uh, mood song yeah. and um, again with like the kind of the acoustic feel you're right yeah. it's very fall like that's just kind yeah. of what you want to listen to yeah it's it's much more like ambient than you expect from like Blink 182 because well yeah so that's another thing that was actually interesting because originally when I sent you a copy of this playlist there was no Blink 182 yes. on it because Blink 182 to me is a summer band like 100 percent like, you know you go to warp tour you're like screaming put about on enema of the state and like you know you run around <laughs> naked what's my age again well. you know? <laughs> uh i saw blink 182 like two nights ago and that's and, actually like, what rem- made me remember oh, dope, the cool. song i was like wait a minute um because you would actually you know you would you would put something up on your instagram and it had uh the lyrics adam's from song. adam's song on it which could like, be a oh false song well it could be um, that the end is a little too uplifting. <laughs> yeah, I guess you, I mean, I guess you could say that. But truthfully, it did have me thinking. I was like, you know, wow, I think Blink-182 is definitely like summer. But then, oh, there's that one song yeah. that really, to me, is much more it's a, it's fall. A, yeah. And it, Autumn. It's a mood song. And <laughs> it's mood. I don't know. It's, it's so funny, too, though, just because this song has kind of become a meme where everyone makes fun of Tom DeLonge, which, like, his verse, iconic. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Where I are lo- you? I love oh, making I'm so fun of Blink-182. Sorry. <laughs> but, like... As I much as I, like, loved Blink-182 <laughs> as well when I was growing up. And it is kind of classic now. Like, you have... Uh, oh, yeah. I, I was watching a... I was watching a video of... It was, like, one of those Teens React video, and it was... Uh, teens react to Blink-182, but then Blink-182 reacts to Teens react to Blink-182. <laughs> um, and, and like, all the kids, uh, like, a handful of them were like, my mom's a big Blink-182 fan, and oh I'm like, God. you're a teenager. You're not, right. like, eight years old, <laughs> oh which is bizarre. And, like, last night, a friend of mine said Blink-182 is classic rock, and, like, he's kind of right. I mean, um, it's definitely a shock wow. to have grown up with that and then have kids be younger than you and say like oh man oh yeah that's really the music i needed to grow up with and there, i'm like oh okay <laughs> there are kids that are like oh you know i i was born in, i wish i was born when my chemical romance was around and you're like uh i wish i was older when my chemical romance was making music because <laughs> yeah, maybe i wouldn't have liked them so much <laughs> <laughs> well no i think i think i would have liked them but i think i think i would have seen them live <laughs> which is my big regret with i did MCR. i've never seen them live well so blink 182 and my chemical romance were my my first ever like concert that I went to go see. Didn't Fallout Boy go on that tour too? No, or? it was Manchester Orchestra, oh, okay. which 
I've never liked them. So. I I haven't either, but they've kind of like developed their own sense of respectability within the emo scene. Uh, I haven't really, like I said, ever listened to them so because I didn't really like them. So I'm not really sure about that scene, but um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I had something else I wanted to say about Blink-182, but I'm forgetting it. Fuck, fuck. I'm going to remember. I don't know. I, I don't know. They. You can kind of like edit this way. What? You can like edit. Yeah, no, okay. it's <laughs> I probably won't, but it's cool. fine. I don't know. Fuck. It. Oh, I always talk about how overrated Blink One Eighty Two is because I I do genuinely think that they are a little bit, but also seeing them the other night was insane and just like, you know, being like, oh wow, these are anthems and these are popular songs. And when they did, I miss you, because Tom DeLonge's not in the band anymore. It's Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, which mm. like, you know, not yeah. the most ideal. But it's it's so funny because when they get to Tom DeLonge's verse, the band just cuts out and just the crowd sings, "Where are you?" And like you <gasps> wow. can you can hear everyone like caring about this song much more than like you know Matt Skiba. I'm sure he's happy to sing and play it, but like it is like it's become one of those songs that doesn't necessarily belong to the artist anymore. I think, yeah. especially Tom DeLonge's verse. It's kind of funny to think that a Blink One Eighty Two song could be an and a unifier because especially yeah. like, you know, growing up when Blink-182 was popular, it definitely hit its own section of mainstream, but it was also not something that like everybody listened to. It not everybody knew these songs. Punk, That's right. Know? It was alternative. It was different. It's yeah. like, uh, you know. <laughs> but now they're... But they're, now every, they're, everybody they're is Blink-182. Yeah. yeah. Now they apparently they're classic rock. <laughs> with Lil Wayne, you know. Wow. Um, <laughs> what a pairing. <laughs> uh, it, it fit. It was cool. Lil Wayne did What's My Age Again with them, and I didn't like it. I was like, I'd much rather hear the original, but, you know, whatever. To each their own. Anyway, let's move right along into my next pick, which is Hey Hey, My My, Into the Black by Neil Young. Let's listen to that a little bit right now. <laughs> Neil Young, um, which version of this did you listen to? Because there's there's two very distinct versions. There's an acoustic version and an electric version. Oh, I suppose the acoustic then. Okay. I put the electric version okay. for, for right. There's not a big difference besides one's an acoustic and one's electric. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely uh, say that the acoustic felt like fall to the, me. The but acoustic's uh, very... <laughs> I, yeah. I was going to put the acoustic, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go full electric just because it's a little bit grittier. It's like, to me, it sounds like leaves crunching under your feet. You oh, know? love which, it. Love it. I don't know. Which like is pretty much the only thing about this song that like I kind of... It, it, Again, it's it's just a mood song. I think the idea of going out of the black and into the blue, you know. So actually it's, got, it's emo. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I actually got really excited when I saw that you put a Neil Young song on um on your playlist though, because I've definitely really liked like Crosby Stills Nash and Young. Oh. Yeah. So having him kind of be on there is like, oh well, like I said earlier, like I really do have a You have a soft spot I, for the sixties. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Yeah, I like uh, I need to do more exploration of Neil Young's catalog because he's like he's such an iconic songwriter but he's also like famously like standoffish to the media and like I he's respect like that though. hesitant honestly. to like put his stuff on streaming services yeah. which cool but also pain in the ass for me. Um, <laughs> but um you know, it's it's one of those things where like He's just such a great songwriter and simple and like interesting and like he he has a way with words where like he does cool stuff. I don't know. 
Yeah, I would a thousand percent agree. And I do feel um, the need to plug in as well that this is the 50 year anniversary of Woodstock, which yeah. he would have played at. And uh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool that he's still relevant today. Yeah. I really love that. <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, let's let's move right along into your next pick. Uh, Jesus Christ by Brand New from the album The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. Let's listen to that really quickly. Becca, this is really problematic. <laughs> Why is it problematic, a lot, James? Because Jesse Lacey did a lot of bad things. Well, yes, you did. Uh, I but here, say... talk about this song. <laughs> I, I kind of would actively like to not discuss Je- Jesse because... Because he's a bad person. And I don't want to give attention to it. So a okay. lot of people actually out there these days have the, um, have the struggle of, of having these artists who... Uh, we later find out, like, as much as we love their work, as much as we love what they've done, um, oh, my God, they've done these terrible things. We can't really support them anymore. We can't really listen right. to their stuff. And um, while it definitely hurt me to find out all of, the, all of the accusations and all of the things that happened, it's really hard for me to not separate that from Brand New as a band and the music that they came That's out fair. with. That's fair. I... Uh, well, so the uh, uh, we'll we'll get into it at the end. Just things that were left off. But when you originally sent this to me, you had three brand new songs. I on. did, and I was like, and "Yo, I have to get rid of two of these." <laughs> well, so I was originally gonna be like, "I'm not gonna say anything for for first one," and then like each time I'm gonna like riff on it, getting more and more problematic. But um, but yeah, no, it's it, you know, it's interesting the whole thing with brand new where like I I do feel a little bit differently than you but there are still so many people that love brand new and like feel strongly and like re-listening to this I'm reminded how great of an album Devil and God was and like how much I love that record Um, and I I've stopped telling people this because I haven't really brought up brand new in conversation but brand new favorite Christian rock band for a point in time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, so, okay, uh, so despite the name Jesus Christ, um, this is not really a song about religion, but I it is disagree. a song about dying, well, I think, well, so but that's, in a, not in a physical way. I, I kind of, I see where you're coming from. I disagree where I do think this is a song. I do think, I think this whole record is about grappling with faith. Yes. Okay. I will. I will. Def- which, I will agree with that. Which, like, I think that there's aspects of this where, like, this is kind of a song about loneliness, but I also think that this is a song, you know, where he's a little bit where he's like, "God, why have you left me?" <laughs> well, so as someone who was raised with, you know, the Catholic religion is definitely being a big part of my life, uh, especially during my formative years. Uh, while. The first two songs that I've listened that I've listed on this playlist were definitely like high school, middle school, back where we've hit we've hit college now. Yeah, and that was definitely a time that I feel like I was not religious at all. Okay, I, but I also say that like as much as college was fun and awesome and I loved it, there was a lot of feeling lost. 
during that time in my life. That's fair. I've personally always felt like the devil and God are raging inside well, me. Well, yeah, <laughs> honestly, I but, think that that's something I bet you a lot of people could relate to. Yeah, But no, I, I get that. And I think that like, I think a lot of people go through that, especially in college, just because when you're in college, you know, even though very much so you're still young and immature you're very much often exposed to new ideas that you're kind of forced to think not forced to think about but like you will have more conversations about religion with people and like what your beliefs are and like you know and sometimes you have to grapple with that or maybe did I just have a weird literary college experience um you were an English major at SUNY New Paul so you Definitely had a weird literary. Uh. <laughs> Read a lot of the Bible, <laughs> smoked a lot of pot, you know. <laughs> um, so as much as I would say that Maryland was definitely kind of more of like a liberal school, I would say, um, I, I do not feel as though I had a lot of religious influence or discussions or things like that. Um, well, I don't mean like in influence. I just mean more so like. Well, you I know, mean, just hearing about other people's experiences. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. really feel like that was okay. at all a part of my college cool. experience. Um but so but yeah, getting Jesus back Christ. mostly to yeah, the song, yeah, yeah. it's I feel like one, this one hits a couple of things on the on the list. Um, I think it one it's a mood. check mood, yeah, yeah. check <laughs> mood. Um, definitely a mood song, like the acousticness, the slow pace, the tempo. It definitely reminds me. The production me, is great for it because it's oh, kind of yeah. airy and like. And it a thousand know. percent reminds me of when I had to wake up early because I lived in this dorm that was like really crazy far from everything. And I had to wake up really early in the morning to make it to a class that I had to walk to. And I remember walking through campus in like the fall and in the morning, and it was perfect right. mood for that, like absolutely. <laughs> but then there was a few uh, lyrics on here and like the overall message of the song that was also something I could really relate to. Um, like there was so much in college that I was experiencing for the first time that it was really difficult to kind of find your niche and try to figure out what you wanted to do because it's like you kind of real you start to realize how much you don't know and that can be really stagnating because it just makes you feel like whoa am I making the right decision am I going down the right path what's for me do I do I not know yet if I don't know yet do I have to keep how do I keep trying to figure it out um and you know there's parts of this song like you know, do you believe you're missing out? Do you think that every, you know, everything good is happening somewhere else? Like, FOMO. what happened? <laughs> yeah, big time FOMO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew a lot of people in college that also were having a lot of FOMO. And I yeah. think that that was something that a lot of people could also relate to. Uh, looking back, I don't think I missed out on anything. I think I did, a, did okay. But I super remember at the time being like, oh, wow, I don't know if I'm not being like, you know, conservative enough, or if I'm not exploring enough, if I'm not being as out there as I possibly could be, right? Risk versus reward, and then of course, feeling that feeling of like loss and abandonment is definitely something that I felt as well. Because not so much in the literal sense, I don't feel like anybody had abandoned me or left me, right, but yeah. you know, but like kind of just wondering about the future and what everything means. And I feel like this song just was. All encompassing. It got well, yeah, it hit everything. It really summed up quite nicely for me what I was going through. And of course, the devil and God raging inside. <laughs> yeah, I think was again that battle between like, am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? Well, yeah, and I think that there's a lot in this song that's just like, like you said, what the fuck does all this mean? Oh, yeah. And you're just sort of like, you know, and that moment where he's like, uh, 
you know, I'm not scared to die. I, I'm a little bit scared of what comes after, you mm-hmm. know, which like dramatic, but like, but you also, know, but yeah. But also exemplifies the fear of the unknown, like coming right. back down Well, sort to... of the sense, and I think there's a lot of that in college too. Yeah, Where like, absolutely. especially when like, when like you're graduating, you're like, now what, what do I do yeah. with my life? Oh my you God. know, I'm, <laughs> I graduated three years ago and I still don't know what to do with my yeah. life. You hey, know? um, but, that's, that's, Exactly right. I mean, just kind of not knowing what comes next and not yeah. knowing how you're going to get there. And it's all it's all a lot to deal with yeah. at a, in an age where you are kind of looked at as an adult, but certainly do not feel like one. And you're still learning a lot, trying to figure a lot out. So exactly. You know, um, there is an aspect of this that plays into my next song, which is Old Friends by Pine Grove. Let's listen to that a little bit right now. So long under the trees, I know this town grounded in a compass. Cardinal landing in the dogwood. I keep going over it over and over. My steps iterate my shame. How come every outcome such so Pine Grove, Pine Grove is also problematic in a different way, but <laughs> so you know, just just to turn it back on myself. Um, but um, you know, I think the the aspect of this song, this song, I did primarily choose because of mood, but I also this song makes me think of late fall and Thanksgiving specifically, and oh, like yeah. night before Thanksgiving, um, where. I feel like more recently I haven't been doing it mainly because like I have comedy and shit and like uh, like last Thanksgiving like we did a show the night before Thanksgiving where like we all, uh, me uh, Frankie Becerra Sean Barry Peter Clark Deutsch we all filmed our sets so we would have tapes to submit to festivals and things but like you know the sense that like this is a chance when so many people are home and you could see people and you know old friends is about trying to spend time with people and appreciate people while they're still around um there's the moment where he's like i saw leah on the bus a few months ago and then i saw some old friends at her funeral and it's like you don't know what could happen and there is a lot of unknown and there is a lot you know the inverse of the brand new where they they're just like what's gonna happen it's the idea that like we don't know what could happen and like you know we kind of take that for granted sometimes and you're not really dwelling on it where you know you shouldn't i don't think you know you should sit around (laughs) paralyzed like what's gonna happen to me but i also think that there's a lot of people that you know he's got the line where he's like i should call my parents when i think of them i should tell my friends when i love them and like it's a great, Powerful. sweet lyric. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful. There's actually been a few things this year that um, that I've experienced that kind of remind me of that, too. Like, they say that some of the worst things is thinking that you have time because oh. you don't know. You don't know. All right. Well, this is going to send me into a sense of existential <laughs> yeah. dread. So, okay. Well, so before, moving on. Next song. Next song. Uh, <laughs> Kicking down, kicking your crosses down by Circus Survive. Let's listen to that really quickly. Tell me a little bit about this song. Okay, so I put my all my 
uh, religious references all in one spot. There's only two of them because I didn't want to bring this out too much. But Circus Survive is absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Circus Survive is absolutely not a Christian anything. It is absolutely not. I'm Um, still not as familiar with Circus Survive. You gave me a a boot camp and quite a uh, long list of songs to listen to. And uh, (laughs) I still. Not crazy about them. <laughs> you know what? You don't have to be. That's fine. Yeah. It's, I'm going to keep it all to Anthony myself. Anthony Green's voice, to be totally honest. Oh, man. I, I think he's a good singer, but it's just not for me. I, Anthony Green is, I love him. I love his voice. I love his and stage I presence. Why I love do. everything that he kind of purports himself to be. Um, things that he stands for. I don't know. Just, I really super love Anthony Green, who like is the, the lead, lead singer, singer of Circus Survive, Survive, for those oh, of us I think who that's, do not I think that's implied <laughs> by being like, I hate his... Still. <laughs> Still. <laughs> We're talking about Circus Survive. Um, yeah. I, I hate Mick Jagger's voice, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but so Kicking Your Cross is Down, in a nutshell, is, again, a mood song. Again, it has... Um, sort of the slow, acoustic-y, airy sort of sound um, that is like akin to a walk you're taking through a park that. on a autumn afternoon, you know, evening. And um, to me, again, this is sort of one of those songs where you're dealing with these changes that are happening in your life. And as anybody deals with change, uh, they often make mistakes, and these mistakes wear you down. And if you carry them on your back, if you carry them in your heart, if you, you know, walk around with your head down, you're not going to move forward. You're not going right. to be happy. Um, and so sometimes you really do have to just. And we're kick both your Catholic, down. so we get we get bad guilt. Oh, <laughs> Catholic guilt is so Catholic real. Guilt is so too incredibly real. real. Oh, but so sometimes you really do. You just have to kick that cross down and be like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this no, anymore. Fuck you, God. Yeah, I'm not sorry, feeling Jesus. Guilty. Get out. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. That's funny. I so like I've I've been listening to this playlist a lot. So like I you know I'll like after I listen to it straight through once now I just put it on shuffle with my own just so that I can get a sense. And like I didn't put two and two together <laughs> that kicking your crosses down is a religious reference. Well, but that's just because I'm a, I mean? I'm an idiot that's and I okay. I, don't, I think. But yeah, I think that's just my own, ig- excuse me, my own ignorance where I'm just like, uh, I'm not crazy about this song. Well, you know, like I said, uh, Circus Live's not a religious band, right. but I do think that, I do think that this was even if you're not a religious a artist, a lot of people use religious imagery yeah, it's just, just because imagery. it's it's lit- at the end of the day, it's it's literary imagery where right. like and it's art. It's yeah. the idea of just kind of. Like I said, carrying something around that you need to just let go, one hundred percent, move on, move forward, and, and falls a good time to do that. It's you very know. falls a great great time <laughs> to do that <laughs> because you can just stand in a field and you know the wind blows and the leaves oh, come around you and you're just like you. and you're like a pumpkin spice latte this. will appear <laughs> <laughs> or you're blackout drunk on hard cider, you oh, know, one or the other um, <laughs> in an apple orchard. <laughs> but uh, moving right along, let's go to my next pick, which is uh, classic. Green Day's Wake Me Up When September Ends from American Idiot. Perfect song. Let's (laughs) listen to a little bit of that right now. Summer has come and passed The innocent can never So this is another one like the Fall Out Boy song where I was tempted to send a very specific version because... uh, I think on their their awesome as fuck live album, that's the title. Um, 
they uh, they do a version where like the first half is just acoustic, and then like the the second half the band comes in fully, and like that is sort of a de- eh, a definitive version that I enjoy, but also not nearly as iconic as the studio version. Mm-hmm. So I went with this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, wake me up when September. It's got September right in the title. You know, Very it's good. become a meme. You know, oh, I was just gonna say, just like Blink One Eighty Two, this song has also sort of taken on a. <laughs> yeah, and like the, there's a life there's, of its own. There's a part of me that wants to be mad about that because it is a song about Billy Joe's dad dying, um, uh, yeah. which <laughs> is part of the reason why I never take part in the memes. But uh, Billy Joe has also said I like it, so you know, whatever. I'm not gonna rain on anyone's parade. But uh, yeah, so this is from American Idiot. This is one of the songs that doesn't really fit very well into the story of the album. Um, I don't know when you I know that you're very familiar with the play that they did or the musical excuse me that they did for American Idiot um, but if you're just listening to the song through as a concept album I actually think it pre- it does because um, it's just that go ahead keep talking um, yeah. it just has a, a break kind of I'm just trying to pull up the track list to American Idiot so I could see where it falls no, which is after Letter Bomb before Homecoming. And I, I mean, to some So do you extent, see what I mean? Like you have these two peaks of intense, yeah. of a lot, of loud. Well, so Letter Bomb is the breakup and Homecoming is the trying to piece your life back together and then eventually just saying fuck it and going home. Right, um, but so, so Wake Me Up When Timber Ends, is that, the, is that the, grieving? The depression is that coping? of the breakup. Is the, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like after you've had this big change in your life, plugging in my... Plugging <laughs> <laughs> in my like theme. theme. <laughs> uh, there, you know, fall and change and all of it's all yeah. the same thing. Okay, but so, <laughs> you know, when you're trying to deal with these big alterations right. in your life and you have to cope and you have to figure it out and it's it's tough. It's really yeah. You know, I also think that like. Even though I really enjoy Fall, a lot of people find Fall to be depressing. And part of the reason why I love Fall is because it's kind of inherently a little depressing. Um, Makes me feel less bad about being depressed. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But, you know, this song kind of plays into that where it's just... There might be a weird jump here uh, because the battery died on my recorder. So wrapping up, Wake Me Up When September Ends, we are jumping right into Becca's next pick, which is Don't Hurt featuring Breezy. Brezzy? You know, I think it's supposed to be breezy, but um, this one isn't really about the artist at all. This is a singular song that Um, I enjoy. (laughs) By Mike Mike Williams. Uh, Let's listen to that a little bit really quick. Becca, tell me a little bit about this. <laughs> so it actually comes at a good time, too, just with what we were discussing about when September ends. Um, you know, like so far, this playlist has been kind of like, okay, you're being angry, you're being confused, you're being sad, then you're being, you know, straight up depressed, you're being fearful, whatever. And then one day, you make it through all that crap and you realize, wow, I'm through it. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to cool. be like, my life is actually horrible now. <laughs> well, um, uh, no. Well, maybe, yeah, don't, maybe yours don't. is, James, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> but yeah, don't hurt. Um, um, so so I, I'm, totally, very, I'm totally out of my element with this. Yeah, so I know. Okay. I, uh, so it's very difficult for me, to be honest, to put a lot of like EDM or dance music onto a fall playlist because this is, cause that's to me is just so summer. It's so yeah. party. It's so... 
loose and uncaring and unfeeling and not deep. And I don't think the song is deep, to be honest, but I took it and ran with it because it's catchy and I've been listening to it a lot recently. Um, and, you know, the song is sort of about just like realizing that stuff that used to really bother you is actually, you've healed from it. You've healed. You're okay. You got this. That's dope. <laughs> uh, yeah. For me, like you said, f- uh, and then of EDM. course a really catchy hook. <laughs> EDM is a lot of, uh, a lot of summer feels. I always picture like EDM as like either like summer and music festivals or like winter, like in like weird, like enclosed, like warehouse shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to me, I was just sort of like, okay, this is, and like, I see what you mean when like this, this does fit mood a little bit for me where like, but since I don't listen to a lot of EDM, right. I can't really provide a critical analysis of this. Like I said, I don't think this artist is particularly, particularly well known. I don't think, um, you know, it's like one of the most super popular songs out there, but uh, to me, it fit with change. It fits with what I'm listening to when I'm walking to school these days. And uh, I think just all around, it's catchy. It's just a good song. It's cool. It's fun. I, it. I, <laughs> I did enjoy it. I, you know, the, the vocals didn't really do a whole lot for me, but right, there's yeah. that weird break where like, it's, it's definitely like a synth, but to me, it mm-hmm. also kind of sounds like a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I dig this. So it's cool. It's, it's like a, a solo. Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, my next pick is uh, Hoodie Weather by The Wonder Years. Let's listen oh my to gosh. a little bit of that right now. <laughs> Wonder Years. Had to phenomenal band, phenomenal had, song. Thank you. You're the first person that said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> most people are just like, of course there's a Wonder Years song on this. Well, knowing you, of um, course. Literally wearing on the Wonder Years shirt right now. <laughs> yeah, I have like 10 of these. Oh, yeah, I, I, could, I could wear a Wonder Years shirt like every day for a month if I wanted to. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, Hoodie but Weather. There, there are a lot of Wonder Years songs that are kind of fall songs. Um, I tend to think of the the Wonder Years actually as like winter songs for me. That's fair. Um, and I'll, uh, for me, every season's a Wonder <laughs> Years season. You know, I I could listen to the Wonder Years whenever. But yeah, no, I understand what you mean by that. And like even this song, I was a little hesitant because the the opening line is it smells like it should be snowing. Yeah, which, well, like, we had like that giant snowstorm in November last year, so yeah, we can't rule I, anything. I've out. seen snowstorms on Halloween. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where for me, the Wonder Years kind of. It's sort of like with Pine Grove with like the Thanksgiving thing where like they kind of capture like this sense of like coming home from college and like like for like Thanksgiving break or winter break and like seeing your friends and catching up on things and like now they get a little bit more existential and talk about bigger things you know because like they kind of want to be brand new Um, (laughs) but you know but like one of those things, you know, hoodie weather is that. And hoodie weather is only one word away from sweater weather, James. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hoodie is just a sweater. I mean. um, and but yeah, so like that's that. But like yeah, the, the sense where he's like, I'm gonna put my hoodie up over my face, and I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> very literal <laughs> to I, some extent. My favorite part of 
uh, that particular song is actually, I think that they capture really well the concept of coming home and realizing things are the same and that things are different both at the same yeah. time. Like you, you come back, well, I, I did not personally come back home after college immediately, but I could see it when I came back on breaks and stuff yeah, yeah. where you realize people have either completely changed and moved on or there are people that are just kind of exactly. still their hometown. Well, it's, it's one of those product. things where like so much stays the same and so much changes all at once. And, you know, even, Oh, change you say. <laughs> well, well, even if, if like, you know, you and I have both changed as people, you know, since Quite. we since we graduated high school and things. Yeah, like I think my and, middle school self would have just smacked me the fact that oh. I just said quite as a response <laughs> to that. Um, <laughs> Who are I, you? I always tell myself, I'm like, you know, the the part of me when I was when I was 13, I would hate myself right now. <laughs> but um, you know what? I don't think that's true. I I think to some extent I think I was cool, but there's also another except, uh, uh, extent where I'm like, oh yeah, I would be like you fucking poser um, <laughs> well but you know one of those things where like you know things uh, you know sometimes the fact that like things have stayed the same bother you because you've changed and like you yeah. know we we both know people that like we went to high school with that are exactly the same as they were in high school and oh, like yeah. very little has changed and you know there, there's the aspect that, like, if I was in high school, I'd be like, oh, this is amazing, you know, but, like, now I'm, like, I'm 25. I, I don't have time for your shit anymore. Yeah, right. And, you know, that's so funny because people, you hear people, I think, say in equal measure, you know, oh, people never change. This person never changes. And then, like, oh, well, people change. You never know. Yeah. And I think that both of those things are very true. Yeah. But it depends on, but like you can't really be both. Well, I, don't, I don't think in my experience I've ever seen someone be both. I think I've seen people be the same their whole life. And I think I've seen people who change like the seasons. Like there's just no. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's also one of those things where like sometimes surface things change that don't really matter. And mm -hmm. then like at the core, you're still the same person. If that makes sense. Where like. It does. We we have friends from high school where we're like, uh, you know, where like there's a lot I could list that's different about them, but I feel like at the core they're still exactly the same. And yeah. like the fact that I've changed is what bothers me. Mm -hmm. Not what bothers me, but why I'm bothered. Uh, you know, I know I do know. I don't what know. You mean. I'm not going like, to start airing dirty laundry <laughs> yeah, no, people from high school, honey. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Blink, uh, not Blink-182, Wonder Years uh, <laughs> could have opened for Blink-182 on the they tour, could've. to be honest. They but uh, my favorite band ever, I don't know, I've seen them 11 times. <laughs> Seeing them for the 12th time in October, you know, nice. so going to cry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's let's keep moving along. Your next pick is Cringe by Matt Mason, I think, yes. or Mason. Mason, uh, I don't Mason. know. Uh, let's listen to that a little bit right now. Look what I've done. I've been alone so long, I feel like I'm on the run. Love will come over, kick up the dust. I got a secret. So, a little background on this. This song there are ads for it in Candy Crush a lot. So I would always hear snippets of it and I'm like, this is kind of cool, but like, I'm never going to look it up. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny because I don't play Candy Crush and don't really spend a lot of time. I like, I actively 
avoid advertisements. Like it is a mission sometimes. I mean, I do too. And like now Candy Crush has gotten good where like if there's like, if you have, like you watch ads for like extra lives and things, which is why I do. Um, (laughs) But uh, you can like hit mute or something. So like Mm -hmm. if this started popping up as an ad, I really wouldn't hear it now. Well, so I know that the song is popular. I heard it myself on the radio. Well, and it was on like Z100 or something. The the New York Times just did an article about the new uh 92.3 like the alternative oh, yeah. station and oh, like they God. they listed this they're like this is a runaway hit for alternative music and I'm like and like Atwood ran a profile on this guy Atwood who I write for and yeah. like I'm just sort of like how when when this popped up I was like how the fuck does Becca know this <laughs> because well, to me I'm like what is this and then like that New York Times article popped up and I was like what's going on so, so this one definitely caught my attention it was one of those songs where I was like wow I've heard this three times I have no idea what it is I'm just gonna shazam it real quick and um I did and I haven't really stopped listening to it since it's a great song I'm I kind of want to look into some of his, some more of his stuff because like I do I do enjoy his voice and like this uh, this doesn't check all the boxes for something that like I love but like when I was listening to this on the way over I'm like oh this is a cool song. It's I, a good idea. It's yeah. a good song. Um I like it for a number of reasons o- other than that's just it's catchy that yeah. it's um just well well produced that it's just good. Um I like the I like the lyrics that he puts in where it's like about someone, you know, he refers to just this person as, oh, she says, she says, she says. And I'm like, this very easily looks like somebody who's talking to somebody else and being like, wow, man, you've changed. And there's even an aspect of it to me that's like recognizing that you have changed yourself and just being like, well, you know what? I don't even know me anymore. Like I'm yeah. a new person that I've never met before and I'm trying to figure it out. And I mean, that makes sense to me a lot too, because I don't really feel like I, I feel personally that I have changed quite a well, lot. So that's like what I said where I'm like, you know, 13 year old me would hate me. Well, I don't really, I don't think that my younger <gasps> self would dislike right. me, but I also didn't feel that way at other phases of my life where I was like, well, wow, I'd be so mad at myself if I knew this was what right. I get up to later. Um, but I don't know. I don't feel like I'm the same person I was in high school. I don't feel like I'm the same person I was in college. So to a certain extent, I feel like, wow, I've never been 25 before. I've never been in this phase of my life. I don't feel like I'm what I used to be at all. I feel like I've changed and learned a lot. And so I've never met me before. And sometimes it's weird to look in the mirror and be like, you know, that's a really weird way know. to put it. I've really never met me. I've never Have met any me. of us has ever met ourselves. I've never met me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Let's let's find out. <laughs> I uh, I like the part where he just starts going, "Do I make you cringe? Do you do?" And then he starts screaming. That's that's a good. <laughs> but it, it it it's funny to hear it in because that's what it would play in the the Candy Crush ads. So like, oh my gosh, really? I always kind of heard it as like. It, like a like a sexy song to be like, do I make you cringe? And I'm like, that's a weird way to put it. That is a weird way um, to put it. But then, like <laughs> hearing it in the whole context, I'm like, oh, okay, this is uh, much more cathartic and this, bigger. I mean, to me, this song is like, it really is realizing that. Well, what it means to me specifically is it makes me realize that I've changed. I don't really know myself, and then I'm trying to figure it out. But I also don't feel like I feel like. That's a new and exciting thing. I don't think that that's scary. I don't think that that's bad. I don't really feel, I don't know, as sad as I used to. Like, I don't feel as scared. I feel, 
Well, that makes one of us. (laughs) (laughs) I feel different. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of scared, my next song is Dylan Thomas by Better Oblivion Community Center. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Better Oblivion Community Center, Phoebe Bridgers and Connor Oberst. Uh, so I actually was not very familiar with the song. It, it's new. This yeah, is the only new. 2019 song, I think, on my list. Um, do, do you know Connor Oberst at all? Bright yeah. Eyes? Oh, actually, he's, he's yes. the Bright Eyes right. guy. The yeah. Bright Eyes guy. Um, he had a good, he had a good he, album that I liked. Yeah, a lot of people. I've I've never been super into Bright Eyes, but I like Connor Ober's solo stuff, and mm-hmm. I love Phoebe Bridgers. First so. Day of My Life is a good song. Uh, so that's a Bright Eyes song. It's the most popular of yeah, their songs. It's a good song. I like the one they do uh, when the president talks to God. Oh God, it's a fun one. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this. Definitely sort of a mood talking about ghosts, which like Halloween is in fall. We'll have a lot more on that in a little oh, bit. Oh, we will. <laughs> um, but like, you know, sort of, so like they marketed this album like it's cult, like mm-hmm. like Scientology, you know, Better Oblivion Community Center where like uh, they had a thing where like you could go online and put in your address and they'll like mail you a pamphlet. And when it came wow. to my house, my dad saw it and he was like, are you joining a cult or something? And I'm like, oh no, this is a band. Um, but uh, yeah. And I think that this song, it's fun and upbeat, but there's a lot of darkness to it, which I like. Um, and it's got that line where it's like, I'll die like Dylan Thomas, a seizure on the barroom floor and, uh, how I plan to go. (laughs) Um, It's not the worst way. I, I love Dylan. I love Dylan Thomas too. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, one of my favorite poets, you know, he wrote rage against the dying of the light. Um, you know, so yeah. Nothing. (laughs) Okay, cool. That's cool. Anyway, let's uh, move right along to your next pick, which is Heathens by 21 Pilots. I mean, come on, I had to, from, right? <laughs> from the Suicide Squad soundtrack. Let's listen to that really quick. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Please don't make any sudden moves. You don't know the half of... All right, Becca, tell me a little bit about this. Um, so this song, I think, came out in 2017. When did that Something movie come out? Like Suicide that. Squad? I don't know. Um, but it came it. out, like, around the end of the summer and the fall. Everyone wanted to be Harley Quinn for Halloween that year. Yep. Uh, it just feels like a... Like a, a Halloween like song. Like a Halloween song, I, Like a fall creep. Like, <laughs> that feeling of something creeping up on you a little bit. Yeah. So I don't like 21 Pilots. Um... They have one song that I like, and it's not this one. Which one is uh, it? Uh, it's, I think it's called Jumpsuit. It's the first oh, okay, song on yeah. their most recent album. Right. Um, I do like but, 21 Pilots. But I kind of see what you mean, because like when I was, so when I was driving over, this one came up on Shuffle, and you know, I was listening, and like, you know, it's catchy, listening to it enough, you know, it gets stuck in my head. But like when I was doing it, I would like start singing along in like a super low, like Vincent Pricey type voice. Yeah, well, that kind of falls, I feel like that comes into what I was saying earlier about just kind of like this song gives me the creeps a little bit. Like That's it's fair. catchy, and I like it, yeah. but it just, it's like, it's got like that weird kind of manic. Yes, yeah. to it. There, <laughs> so like, oh. there's an aspect where I think I think if 
I had heard if I was younger and I'd heard this, I would have really enjoyed it. Um, and I think that if this same song came out with different lyrics, I would enjoy it more. It's it's just like I. I feel like too old for it. Like Twenty One Pilots are the artists that make me feel old. Really? Wow. That's um, funny. But yeah, it's it's one of those songs where like I I would have loved this, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really associate it like all too much with Suicide Squad, to be honest with you. But um, it, it was a hit, hit independent of it. I never I saw Suicide too. Squad, so I know nothing um, about it. Well, but it just just overall, this to me was like this is a fall song. This is like an October song. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's. Keep it going. My next pick was Nobody Else Will Be There by The National. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. So 90% of the reason why I picked this song was because it has the lyric, it's getting cold again, but New York's gorgeous. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yes. Which, like, you know, it's true. So you know, true. So like, true. I love, I, growing up in New York, or especially around the Hudson River Valley, definitely contributed to my, like, sincere and deep running love for the fall. Yeah. yeah. Just you, because it is You get all beautiful. the foliage you know, right now. We have a lot of culture about it, too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We're right by Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. You know, and Sleepy Hollow, you know, is, you know, it's the Halloween capital of the world, you know. And also, mm-hmm. I had read that uh, the Pumpkin Blaze in uh, Croton is, like, the number one Halloween attraction in the country. I go as often as I possibly can. I went last year. I'm going this year. When I was... I, when I was you make it sound like you're like every weekend. I'm, yeah, there, I'm there, first in line. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Um, but it, I mean, shameless plug right now. If you get the opportunity, absolutely go. It is amazing. I've it actually never super been. Super great. Well, what are you doing? That's uh, so. Like Shannon's gonna come in October, probably at some point. I, I don't well, know. Well, it's a great date. But yeah, that's for, that's for probably your what like, we will absolutely do. Go. Yeah, I'm going with my boyfriend, and we always go like. Walk around and look at spooky shit, and it's great. But, but <laughs> drink <yeah>. some cider. <laughs> um, look so, at some pumpkins. So yeah, <laughs> I I am planning on going with Shannon. You know, if even if she came in November, because now it goes from like now till yeah. Thanksgiving. D- the, well, know. the demand was just yeah. through the roof. Although I feel like if you go in November, like you lose some of the the ambiance for sure, because there is definitely a spooky accent. Yeah, um, not accent. Um, Aspect. Aspect to it, thank you. Um, But yeah, so I think that this song just kind of, it feels like a fall night, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's got that kind of production and like, even like, you know, a lot of this album is kind of like Matt Berninger's uh, struggle, not struggle, like his like coming to terms with like being like, an adult in his 40s and, like, becoming a father and things like that. Um, the uh, album title is Sleep Well Beast, which is <laughs> just, <laughs> like, a, a, like, please go to bed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> a poetic way to say that. That book, like, um, go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, this song also has the line where he's, like, uh, he, he's talking in favor of making an Irish goodbye and just being, like, <laughs> you know, goodbyes always take us half an hour. We're standing here looking like children holding our coats. And like, Aww. I totally, I, I also think like another aspect of like the, the changing where like New York is gorgeous in the fall is also like the fact that like a lot of people have parties in the fall and like, you know, 
I still try to Irish goodbye a lot when I can. I try to Irish exit every time I yeah. can. <laughs> where, where I could just be like, uh, okay, everyone's in the middle of something. I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. And yep. like, if someone catches me, I'll be like, okay. And then in the morning, I'll be like, oh, sorry. I just had to get out. You know. I'll, oh, I must have missed you. Yeah. Great party. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I always think that like, you know, that's sort of an aspect where like, you're kind of like, I'm going to grab my coat and like, you know, especially like, now kind of where we are, you know, our friend groups are, like, shrinking. Not, like, shrinking, shrinking, but sort of in the sense that, like, if, you know, there's a get-together, it's not how many people can we get here at once. It's, like... Who do I actually want to be here? Yeah. So <laughs> Who's like, actually going to show so up? So, like, you can't do that thing where you can't Irish goodbye as easily. No, you can't. <laughs> so you true. do end up standing around holding a jacket. <laughs> That is kind of strange that we're at this, like, you know, you saw memes about it when you were growing up, seeing like, oh, wow, the craziest thing is being, like, 30 and having more than five friends. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, why would you grow up and then not have any friends? That's lame. But now I'm like, you know what? <laughs> five friends sounds like, like, too, too many. <laughs> like, you know... That's fair. I don't really need anybody to come bother me. <laughs> uh, the the strange part about like being, uh, I, I totally get that. But the strange part now, I kind of feel like I have just like different factions of five friends where I'm like, these are the five people I went to high school with that I, I still want to yes. talk to. These are the five people I grew up with that I still want to talk to. These are the five people from comedy I want to talk mm-hmm. to. Yeah, yeah. I'd say for me, it's like definitely, okay, who's your home, like home field friends? Who are your law school friends? Who are the people from like, and then just, like, not New York, pretty much. Like, anybody, like, yeah. D.C., Maryland, like, college years. But then I also traveled a lot during that time. So that extends to, like, France and Taiwan. Yeah. So it's kind of just, like, you know, New York broken up into two factions and then everybody else, and that's it. And I, yeah. don't, I don't really feel like... <laughs> and, I mean, one of the things <laughs> you could be that. like is, you know, to sell an evening out. You're just like, nobody else will be there. It's fine. Um. <laughs> Although, you know what? One more, I mean... One more question I still I'm like coming to. Yeah, oh, yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> yes, we're not going to pretend that like we're actual shut-ins, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. since, uh, you know. <laughs> I was watching a Tom Segura. It's just like, let's think of what we did yesterday. <laughs> I was watching Tom Segura's uh, 2018 special last night, and like at one point he was just like, uh, he was like, oh, you know, this is great. I'm happy to be here, but like, I wish I was at home. <laughs> He's like, if, even if you want to see people, you just hold up your phone. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. So. Um, I keep in touch and I'm still very close with one of like my one of my best friends, I consider him, and he lives in California. So, yeah. like, you know, you'd think that uh, you'd lose touch with people that move away, but you know, if you really if you really make the effort with somebody, the technology's there. You don't really yeah. need to leave your couch to hang out with your friend now. Exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, another thing though I will say is as, as I've grown up, I definitely realized that another faction of people that, uh, are important are definitely family. I don't think that I grew up thinking that family was all that important, but the older I get, the more I'm like, Ooh, wow. You know what? Um, family's incredibly important. And you know what else? I also kind of realized that the, when you are dating somebody, their family is also incredibly important. I, I mostly, you know, it's fine just because right now I'm in a long distance relationship. So, like, I've met Shannon's family, like, twice, <laughs> um, which is kind of funny because, like, she, like, really knows my family well. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I've met her parents 
twice, like I said. And, like, it's so funny getting to see that. But, like, since we've been together for a longish time now, I'm kind of, like... No, I'm like excited to get to know your family, and that's important to me. It's important that you have a good relationship, I yeah. think, with people that you're dating. Um, you know, I mean, when you're younger, I suppose you just want you know you'll be polite, have their parents like you enough. Yeah. But like when you're older, I think that realizing you hope that like you care about their family, or then and maybe and even that their the family thing. cares about you a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, it's important. Yeah. Anyway, let's move right along to your next pick, which is Moon Dance by Van Morrison. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Need the cover of October skies Get all the leaves on the tree. All right. Tell me a little bit about this. So um, this is not Brown Eyed Girl. It's um, a different one. <laughs> <laughs> Brown Eyed Girl wouldn't fit. <laughs> it would not. Um, but this song is like, it's like a love song. It's like a little dancey, jazzy number. I hate that I just called it that. Um, it's but jazzy. It's a little it's jazzy 100% number. jazzy. And, uh, you know, it's like an October night under the moon, dancing with And you're turning into a werewolf. And, oh, my God. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just, you know. Dance in a circle, light a candle, summon a demon. Perfect. Oh, I get Romantic, that. yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it really, I was, uh, I... It fits. This I'm, is a mood. I'm, mood. I'm really mood. realizing how busy of a day I had yesterday because I'm just like, I did this yesterday and I did... Um, last night, I went to go pick up my aunt from the train station because um, she was staying at our place and, um, you know, and she'd been out, like, drinking. And so, like, I went to go pick her up and, like, as I was driving, this one, this one came on and I'm like, this works really well, like, driving around in the middle of the night. Like, it, it's good. And it's also in that great scene in American Werewolf in London. Not why I put it on here, but yeah. Not why I put it on here, but a good point nonetheless. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's, it's a mood. It is mood. <laughs> really it's good mood. mood. Perfect mood. Uh, moving right along. My next pick is, I think it's pronounced Rabbi by Bonnie Vare from their <laughs> new album, I, I. Let's listen to that right now. Bonnie Vare. I love Bonnie Vare a lot. I feel like I'm one of few that's stuck with them since Forever Forever ago. Yeah. Um, and I was tempted to put some of that stuff on here, but it wasn't. I don't know. They they advertise this as their fall album, so I'm like, okay, cool. So, well, I absolutely did not listen to the full album, so I can't speak to that. It's good. But it's fun. You might like it. It's like... I'm not a huge Bon Iver person. They're okay. It's like folk and electronic. Uh, right. Recommend it. <laughs> hey Ma, great song. Uh, but that one's kind of wintry. Um, <laughs> Whatever. They just covered the Outcast song. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey Ma, not Hey Ya. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> that's a, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like this one aesthetically works. It's from the now Autumn Bon Iver album. Um Kind of like Jesus Christ, he talks about being afraid of dying and, like, trying to not be. And, like, it's kind of, like, it's a little upbeat. And, like, I feel like there's a lot of downers on my playlist. So yeah, I put uh, something that, like, this this isn't, like, a 
a fun party song, but it is like warm and yeah, you just can hang out, chill, you know, right? smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> but yeah. Well, speaking of fun party songs, if I may make the next segue. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> on my playlist is This Is Halloween, which is, of course, off of the Nightmare Before Christmas um, album. But I, when I said it to you, I specifically made the point of mentioning that Danny Elfman was the yes. um, orchestrator behind this whole thing. Well, let's let's because, listen to that yeah. really quickly. Let's do it. <laughs> So on this, it doesn't have Danny Elfman listed as the artist. It has the citizens of Halloween Town. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't really think is all that cool, to be honest. But um, It is a children's movie. Yes, it is. But it's very (laughs) seasonal. I don't know. Yeah. If I watch Rudolph at Christmas, I can watch This is Halloween at the Halloween and call it a day. (laughs) Oh, no. It's, it's, uh, you know, I was tempted to to put this on, but. I just, you know, it's obligatory. Yeah. There, there were a couple. So, like, I've, I've made the distinct point in my head of making this where I was like, this isn't Halloween songs. So, like, that's the only reason why there's not a version. I wouldn't have put the Danny Elfman version on because I'm a goth, so I would have put the Marilyn Manson version. Oh, yes, <laughs> um, How about the Panic at the Disco one? I don't like the Panic at the Disco one. I don't either. It's, and I love Panic at the Disco, but I do not think that was yeah, a good cover. It's it's just kind of, like, half-assed, in my it opinion. Um, but, yeah, this is, it, it's, this is, like, the closest thing that Halloween has to, like, a Christmas carol. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I just put it on there because I was like, okay, Hold the mic Halloween Halloween is um, fall, so I'm just going to put in this one very obviously Halloween song and just be done with it. Yeah, I snuck a couple of, like, pseudo-Halloween songs into mine. Yeah. But, but yeah. No. I was expecting you to have more Marilyn Manson on there, to be quite honest no, really. with you. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've put Marilyn Manson on a lot of playlists that are coming up. So I'm okay, like, so I'll be done with I'm trying to not overkill with certain artists. I've realized that, like, <laughs> I've do. put too many The National songs on. So, um, but yeah, this, this is Halloween. It's, it's really good. I, like, listening to this now, I realize that some of the, the characters in it Characters. I don't even know if you could say that's a thing. Uh, do you mean the citizens of Halloween Town? The citizens of <laughs> Halloween Town. Um, some are so much scarier now that I, th- when I think about it, where like I'm the who when you call who's there. Yeah, I know. I'm like that's oh, horrifying. It's nice. It's nice. Like I'm the shadow on the moon. I'm not that scary, even though that's oogie boogie. But then like who when you call who's there is horrifying. Ooh, I scary like, thought. I don't even like it makes you picture like coming home at night and the house is dark. You're by yourself and like you walk in and you're just slowly turning the lights on and putting your stuff down. And then all of a sudden in like the back part of the house, there's a noise and you're just like, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I always remember there was, there were a couple of years ago when like we, we, uh, I'd stayed up with a couple of the guys we went to high school with and we were like up all night and we just started telling like scary stories and some were like really simple, but like, uh, you know, it makes me think of like, there's one where it's like, uh, uh, a child wakes up and hears his mom calling downstairs and he starts to go down the stairs and then his mom jumps out of the closet, pulls him in and just goes, shh, I heard it too. And I'm like, that's horrifying. I hate it. I have chills just saying that right now. Oh, I don't Um, like that. (laughs) Or like, even like, 
I don't know. I love urban legends and I love shit like that. Urban legends and scary stories are my bread and butter. Do you ever read honestly. like two sentence horror stories? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're they're, they're great. And even like it, that line specifically makes me think of like one time uh, Logan uh, and I were driving home and like we were, you know, he, he was dropping me off at my house and Logan's great. He'll always like sit and make sure you get into your house before you go. So like I texted him like, oh, thanks for whatever something and he was like i almost wrote to you like oh who's behind you <laughs> and i'm like uh, oh, don't do I'm that. Like, <laughs> he's like but i decided that would be too mean and i'm like well the thoughts in my head now so yeah, right. uh, it's still there <laughs> thanks though oh man i i remember one of my favorite things to do at like sleepovers or when you were hanging out with a group of friends was tell scary stories to each yeah. other and like to this day some of them really still like you know, I'll just hear uh, a noise at night, and I'm like, I'm 25 years old, get and over it. But I'm just it. like, well, well, so, mm, so. You, but what if? You live in what an if it's been waiting now? now? Less, in my mind, living in an apartment is less scary than living in a house. Is it? Yes, okay, um, cool. definitely. Because especially with my taste in houses, I always prefer to have a little bit of property, something that separates you a little bit between your neighbors or potential help in yeah. a, any situation <laughs> that you might find yourself in. But in an apartment. I you you can't not be heard. Like you have to actually try to be quiet, quiet and discreet and um, not annoy other people. Whereas like in a house, you have to really try to be heard. And so, uh, you know, my boyfriend and I have lived together for a number of years now. Um, and even I would say since college, I personally have moved around a lot. And uh, you know, I would say that he and I have moved around a lot as well. Yeah. Like every six months we were like living in a new spot yeah. until we found this one where we're going to stay for a while and we like it. Um, but you know, especially during transitional periods in your life, you're moving around a lot. And I remember some nights moving into uh, certain places, certain houses, certain apartments being like, well, less with apartments, but with some houses and um, things where I was like, oh man, this is my first night here. I haven't felt it out yet. I don't really know so much yeah. about this. Like, it's weird. But the first night we moved into this apartment, I was like, uh, I don't really feel like anything's going to happen. Right. Although, funny story, I went um, <laughs> I went to go see It, the chapter two or whatever, okay. with some friends. Um, but I hadn't ever seen It chapter one. I haven't one. seen any of them. So well, so, I haven't seen the original. I haven't seen the remake. Well, so... Um, my boyfriend Niffin and I, we uh, we we decided to watch the first it in preparation the night before right. before going to see it too, and that night I was like freaked out in a way that I'd not before because I was <laughs> like, you know, oh well, you know, if I start screaming or whatever, like you know, I have this you know person right here that could help yeah, me out. Yeah, like yeah. I probably have people in the hallway who'd hear me, but like if you're having some creep that can like move your apartment into another dimension where no one can hear you, like doesn't matter that you're on the 14th floor of a building, like that's it, you're done. So like, <laughs> I is woke that what up happens in it? I haven't seen it. I, I, I know mean, nothing. I know he's the, like a paranormal being. Yeah, 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 it's just the idea of like the paranormal, like removing yourself from uh, this plane of existence. Right, what you're used to, what yeah. you could kind of navigate with some degree of com uh, confidence and comfort. Um, but yeah, like I woke up in the middle of the night and I had just seen that movie and I was like, you know what? I don't really have to pee that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to wait it out. <laughs> I like, I now I just like, I occupy silence with, with uh, whatever sound I can make. I'm like, all right, podcasts time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but anyway, let's, let's move right along into my next pick, which is also my, my quintessential Halloween pick, which is Killer by Phoebe Bridgers. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. 
second Phoebe Bridger song, although yeah. the first is, is with her band, so it doesn't count. But um, yeah, this is kind of a love song, um, but also a dark love song because she's like, can the killer in me tame yep. the fire in you? Um, and I think, I think mood wise, it works. And, it, you know, I feel like I feel like this is a song you put on a, at a slow dance for Halloween. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now that you say that, I can totally see it. I definitely also thought that the song was mood, and I did appreciate... Um, There's, like, references to Jeffrey Dahmer and things like that. I definitely appreciated her continual referencing to not only famous serial killers and murderers, but the idea of being able to bring out a more dark side to a... To a, another person, yeah. like being solely responsible, be like, "Yeah, you're a shit person," and I did that too. <laughs> I brought it out of you, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, it's, it, it's so funny because I I relate to this on such a level where, like, I, you know, y- you know me, I'm I'm kind of a dark person, you know, not 100, percent but you know, I have kind of a fucked up sense of humor. I like serial killers, I like heavy metal and shit, and like, you know, I I always sometimes wonder, like, now I'm with Jen, doesn't matter, but like when I was dating, I'm like. When can I bring up like my fascination with serial killers? You know? <laughs> when is that appropriate? And that sense, like, did it freak you out? I almost scared myself talking about Dahmer, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I I don't think I should. You know, I'd be on dates and be like, oh, I love serial killers. Well, you know, there is that crazy thing where like they say that your ideal partner, like something that you should when you're dating or when you're like, you know, finding your person. Um, something should be like, they should be bringing the best out of you and not like the worst out of you. So uh, if Shannon's not bringing out your inner Dahmer, <laughs> then I think so far, so good. <laughs> Let's hope that right, there's no. not any secret inner Dahmer well, there. Well I, think, well, I think the idea that like, well, not even that like, like that sort of, but the fact that like you're interested in it. And like, well, there, there are plenty of people that love horror movies and love, you know, s- not love serial killers, but you know what I mean. Um, it's a fascination <laughs> with something yeah. very gruesome. But there, there's definitely people that would like scoff at it and be like, what the no, fuck's the matter weird. with Why you? you like but then that? like, yeah. there are people, you know, like I think Shannon like kind of has an idea where like she's, she knows the dark stuff I like and stuff where like, uh, I think on like one of our first dates, we we were talking about something, and like she was like, "Yeah, I'm more of like a saw girl," and I'm like, "Okay, cool. You know, we could <laughs> we could make this work." Saw the the movie, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. Um, you know, and also she told me she loved My Chemical Romance, which weird, but cool. <laughs> yeah, My Chemical Romance, weird. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, let's move right along to your last song on your playlist. Uh, fittingly. My Chemical Romance is <laughs> the end. <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Now come on, come all to this tragic affair. Wipe off that makeup, what's in is despair. So throw on the black dress, mix in with the lot. You might wake up and notice you're someone you're not. If you look in the mirror and don't like what you see, you can find out firsthand. I was tempted to put dead on too. Oh because yeah, because you kind of need both of them. You do, you um, do. But yeah, talk a little. The Black bit about Braid this. by Black um, by My Chemical Romance was a 
excellent album. Oh, yeah. I don't it's, care it's if a you're perfect in or you're out. But, Near perfect. I don't like sleep, <laughs> yeah, but, you fine. know. Yeah, okay. Uh, but anyway. Well, so the end is just a good ending well, to yeah. the playlist. Uh, Even though it's the first song on the album. Well, it's the irony, Jimmy. It's the irony. Um, but so I put it at the end, and um, I sort of thought... I mean, I've always sort of thought that My Chemical Romance is definitely a fall. Oh, 100%. De- just fall Everything like, except Danger doing. Days. Yes, Danger Days is probably summer. Summer, yeah. yeah. But, um, but these guys... But like Danger, Day, Danger Days sort of... Excuse me. Um, was like when they were done... De- like yeah, they were about Struggling to with death. Yeah. They had grown up. They were like parents now... They were not... They were like, we're going to put bright colors and things. Yeah. I mean, and it was understandable. It's just they had, like, they had their struggles with this with certain concepts, and then they figured it out, outgrew it, and moved on. And, yeah. like, that was okay. I think they ended gracefully. I really liked... I'm just... I'm a fan. I, I wish they did a farewell tour. That's that's yeah, my one regret. That would be cool. Yeah. They but might so reunite. This song I, I picked in particular, not just because it was the end and I could put it at the end of the playlist, but um, because it... So I think the song, if you listen to it, leads you to believe that it's taking place at like a funeral or something. Well, yeah. That would be... The, the album's about it, death. Yes, it yeah. is. The Black Parade is <laughs> yeah, a yeah. march to death. So, um, but so this is kind of like, there's this one lyric in there that's, you know, you might wake up and realize you're, you're someone, someone you're not. And I'm like... You used like, to love that line. <laughs> oh, because it's powerful. Yeah. And it ties into what I was saying earlier with kind of, the, the idea of change. The idea of change. The idea that you are growing and changing as a person. That you are a stranger. You've never met you before. And that every time you hit like a new phase in your life or transition, you know, you're you need to put in effort to figure out who you are just as much as like anybody else, like who you're yeah. close with does. Because um, it's important to know yourself, and it's important to not be too hard on yourself. And I think that's something uh, that this song really encompasses pretty well. Fair. Cool. And of course, it's just super spooky and yeah. done in a very I, I My Chemical like, Romance style. I feel style like sonically, it really works. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it just really it's mood. <laughs> and if you listen to it going into dead, perfect. Yep, perfect way yes, to start an album. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's go to my last pick, which is uh, mainly for the title. It's uh, "Apple Cider." I don't mind <laughs> by Modern Baseball. Let's listen to a little bit of that. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that when I saw that you had uh, Hoodie Weather um, on your playlist, I also thought about putting Your Graduation by Modern Baseball on here. Because that, again, tied into the coming home during the breaks and being like, whoa. There there are a handful of Modern Baseball songs I almost picked. I, I Like I said, I mainly chose this one for the title. I do think sonically it kind of works where it's a little bit more upbeat than any of the other ones I would have picked. I mean, I think this song's mood, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, this is... I, I saw someone compare this to, like, The Killers and saying it sounds like The Killers, and, like, the more I listen to it, the more it does. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there there's always the joke that, like, fall is really the time that, like, relationships start because no one wants to be alone for winter. <laughs> and this is a breakup song, and I kind of like that. Well, you have Summer Flings that end. That's true. So yeah. I feel you like... Know, did you, know, you ever love me? You know, great... Who knows? <laughs> great, powerful line. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, and I... It, it, it's interesting. I don't know. But, yeah, apple cider. 
I don't mind. You know, you needed needed something fall like to to close this out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's that's the playlist. That's both of our playlists. Uh, Well, you had a couple that you cut out. Do you want to run through some that you left out or took out? Um, I don't think so. I feel like for the most part, I'm happy with how this came out. Okay. Uh, After my internal struggles with it for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> like the only thing I guess I would like to mention is that at one point I had a chance the rapper song on here. I was a little upset that you cut that out to be totally honest. Well, because you um, know what? Um I thought I, that one was a good like Halloweeny number. So the song that I had cut out, I guess this is getting like a little special mention here, was uh Paranoia by Chance the Rapper off of his um mixtape Acid Rap. And to me it's really a rainy day song, That's not a fair. fall song. And, and I think the distinction was enough so that I cut it out. Um, I So while I was pulling this together, I actually already had a playlist in my phone called Autumn Acoustic. That's mm-hmm. about... 40 songs nice. that are all all acoustic, you know, or like just clean guitars that kind of fit that theme. And like one of the ones that I, I really wanted to put but decided not to because I, I don't like the band is uh, Real Friends Home for Fall, the acoustic version, mm, mm-hmm. um, mainly because that sort of, you know, captures that sense of like friends and things. So that was a big one. And also some Death Cab songs, but, you know. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Death Cab, um, Transatlanticism, kind of, to me, generally feels like a fall album. Like, that to me, definitely. Even though it starts out with This Is The New Year, you know, to me, it's... It's still very the dead um, season. <laughs> a, a friend of ours from high school, he he always interprets that as a birthday song. So, you know. Anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, Becca, thank you for doing this. Do you have anything coming up that you want to promote? Probably not. Nope, because I'm in law school and I have no life. Um, I... So let me pull this up. This is very unprofessional. I should have had this ready to go. I I don't think I have a whole lot of dates coming up, but uh, November 8th, sorry, got to hear back from the booker on that, but November 8th, Broadway Comedy Club, maybe. Mm. We'll talk about it in an October episode. Anyway, Becca, thank you for doing this. Thanks uh, so much for having me, James. And I'll jam out with you next time. All Bye. right. Bye.